All right, guys, it's almost Valentine's Day, so thought we'd talk a little love languages. <laughs> uh, I don't exactly have Barry White's voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're more like uh, like ladies' man from SNL. Do you remember ladies' man? Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I don't. Tim Meadows had this character. I don't know. It was short lived, but <laughs> he was a late and people would call in and he was the ladies' man giving advice and stuff. So nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't have any callers. How would you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Just Dad podcast. After that crazy intro. Uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button, uh, and catch us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook all at just dads podcast. So got all three of those. Nice. Yeah. We do have an email at just dads podcast at gmail.com, except don't put the at in the front there. (laughs) (laughs) But Johnny, how was your week? Uh, not bad. You know, we're still, I think I mentioned last episode, we, uh, got a puppy. So we're in full throttle, uh, potty training and all that kind of stuff. So that's been on the potty. (laughs) Uh, so this came up, this came up uh, a couple days ago. Not, not on an episode. Uh, Brandon thought, is that right? You thought that dogs got potty trained on potties? Oh, why wouldn't you do it that way? Yeah. That's, that well, was my whole point. Learn, I teach believe he's that. still convinced it's possible. <laughs> I mean, well, then, of course, YouTube has videos. And, <laughs> so it is a thing, I guess. So you're training Work, Noble outside. No, noble, the dog, is getting trained outside. Okay. Yeah. So that's how so, we're doing it. <laughs> sounds good. So I'd see, but, that seems like a solid choice. I mean, we're rookies. We, we're not dog people. So maybe we're doing it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Please put post in the comments yeah. if you're listening and have advice on that. Yes. We would like to talk to you if you figured out how to have your dog go to the bathroom yeah. on an actual potty. Yeah. So there was a video of one flushing the toilet even. I was really impressed. Whoa. So, yeah. There you go. But anyway, so <laughs> let's move on to yeah, another topic. So <laughs> Tommy, how was your week? <laughs> uh, it was good. It was good. Generally good. So... Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, birthday week is, well, probably already happened actually when you're listening to this. Oh, we got to yeah. remember that, that like yeah. we re- we record and release at different times. So yeah, by the time you're listening to this, I'm already a year older <laughs> <laughs> as is, uh, as is Mr. Brandon over there. Yeah. So, yeah. Had a great week, a little bit of up and down emotionally as I was Getting closer and closer to my birthday this week, which was the big four zero. Man, but then whatever for whatever reason, I woke up Wednesday. It was, you know, I'm forty now. Like, <laughs> let's do this. You let's know, do this. I, you know, I don't know what I was so worried about. You know, uh, had a nice lunch with some friends, uh, these guys included, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, my, my family got did some brownies and ice cream. I'm not a big cake guy, so they did some brownies and ice cream and got me a, a board game. Uh, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I did a 5K, which had nothing to do with my birthday, but it was a nice day to do it, so I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, it was a, it was a pretty solid day. Pretty, It's pretty wild being the big 
It's awesome. Uh, the, I have one of my early childhood memories was I, you don't really pay attention to your parents' birthday. It was just something that happened, right? Well, I don't know for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, vividly remember my my dad's fortieth birthday party because it was over the hill and it was this big to do and there was all these people and it was at my huh. uncle and aunt's house and they like someone cut you know 40 into the grass with a lawnmower and i just remember thinking <laughs> that was like the first big like super low so it like burnt it right. in yeah basically <laughs> and i just remember thinking wow this must be a big birthday you must be really getting up there when you have your big 40 so i think that was probably what was causing some of my distress like that was my first vivid memory uh. of a like an old guy's birthday, you know, and now I'm 40. I'm like, I'm not old. What? Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> the problem is you were old at 39 also. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yep. So yeah, I'm stepping uh, into the big 40. Yeah. Man. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> I had many, many welcome to the clubs yesterday. So that was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You're hanging out with some, some old guys, I guess. So <laughs> officially middle-aged. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's just get into attempting to talk some love languages. Sing, Brandon. <laughs> you sound better now that you're 40. That's oh. right. Oh. Now that you were bad at 39. <laughs> Just getting better. Ooh. Better with age. Oh, better, better with age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so we're talking on this topic of, of love languages, and we're using the framework of Mr. Gary Chapman, who's a well, he's an author because, you know, he has a book <laughs> <laughs> and I know I've read it. I know, uh, Mr. Styles over here has read it. I don't think Brandon has read it, I but you are still familiar with the idea of the five love languages. Mm-hmm. And if you're not just to kind of introduce the idea of the topic of love languages as have you ever felt like you're trying to do something for your wife to make them feel good and they just don't receive it or it just falls off. And it's like, man, really tried on that one. And it just, you know, didn't feel appreciated and maybe it wasn't or the other way around where your wife or your kid or somebody has done something that you know that they did out of love. But at the same time, I was like, eh, you know, like, I don't know. So, an example for me is, you know, gifts. It's one of the love languages. We'll get into it, but it's gifts is not super high on my list. So people give me gifts. I appreciate them, but it doesn't fill my love tank is the kind of verbiage that's used here. It's like, what fills you up? Like when you're thinking back to the best times in your state the relationship, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your wife, whether it's with uh, whoever it is that you want a loving relationship with. What, when you felt the best about your relationship, what, what what happened right before that? So I don't know. That's, that's just kind of, 
a general overview. I mean, John, what what do you what would you as a as a general kind of thing? Yeah, no, I th- I think you hit it spot on in terms of kind of setting the table for this this idea. Um, <clears throat> I think too, like in marriages in particular, I think a lot of people, you know, we we're dating somebody and there's sort of a you know a vibe there of you know being in love and. Um, you know, lust is part of that too. And we're just excited to get to the wedding day and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you get into marriage and then at least for, for me and a lot of people I know, it's like kind of what you're saying where it's like, well, we had this spark, this enthusiasm, this excitement when we were dating. And now when I do stuff for her, she does stuff for me. It, it doesn't always click, you know, and, and we, we feel like maybe we've lost something here. And the idea in this book is that, that, um, like people speak different languages, like Spanish, English, German, French, that kind of thing. People have different languages of how they give and receive love and generally how they give love to other people, how they show love to other people is how they themselves prefer to receive it. It's not a ironclad thing, but that's kind of the premise I think he makes Dr. Chapman makes in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, those are pretty solid overviews. I would say from not reading the book, just experience it in, in our father's group and just hearing other people talk about it. It's tantamount to a, you know, like a Briggs Myers test or Enneagram or disc mentality. Mm -hmm. You're trying to understand how you communicate, interact, you know, think, feel, and how the person in that relationship you want to, you know, uh, show love to will think, communicate, act, feel. And so this is just coming from the angle of, you know, how you give and receive love. So I think that's, if you want a comparison, you had not heard of it, it's kind of like one of those personality tests, communication test things. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, I agree with both of you. And I think it's also important to point out is you're probably not any one thing, right? I'm, I have an aversion to labels when it comes to things. I don't know why. (laughs) I just, I don't like to be labeled as you are X, right? And I'm guessing I'm not alone in that, but maybe I am. Maybe I'm just a weirdo when it comes to that stuff. But most of these things that we're going to talk about, you're on some version of a spectrum. Like all these ways that you give and receive love, like they all mean something. Like when I talked about a gift earlier, Mm -hmm. right. And I still can see that transference of, of appreciation and love and whatever. There's still something, I still get something out of it, but it's to the degree that you get it. Like, yeah. So if you want to think in engineering terms, it's like, what, how do you maximize the value of your energy that you put behind exactly. other That's things? That's how I was thinking of it. <laughs> so. your return on investment for energy spent, you know. Huh? Absolutely. What? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Help, I'm trapped with two engineers. Uh, but... but uh, so maybe it'll help just to like jump in and just kind of well, go. Well, I, no. I just one more thing on that sure. too. So I think too, just on, on this point that it uh, t- comparing like dating versus versus being married in terms of love. Like again, I think we can we can ride the the wave or ride the the fumes of of just being quote in love mm-hmm. for a while. But at some point in your marriage, and for some it's like right away for others, maybe it's, you know, whenever that honeymoon phase is over, it's about choosing to mm. love, right. Rather mm. than like just waiting for these 
feelings to come out of nowhere and just hit you in the heart and, you know, Cupid's little arrow is hit you and whatever it's choosing to love. And I think that's what this book is really trying to say is that we have to, if we want a successful marriage, we have to really choose to do things for our spouse and really for our kids too, like you're saying, that may not come naturally to us. It may not be our natural language mm-hmm. that we prefer, yeah. but because we want a good marriage or we want a healthy bond with our kids, we're going to choose these, these actions. So we're kind of yeah. becoming the person that, you know, we need to become to succeed in that relationship. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, this honeymoon phase, as you described, is going to end. I'll, I'll let you guys know when it happens. <laughs> is Lindsay listening to this? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> right around when you turn 40. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm going to turn yeah. Brandon's microphone off. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. At, but you did touch on a point is uh, the obvious application of this is marriage, right? Not everybody's married, though. So. I think most people here that are listening to this are fathers and I think it very much applies to children as well because you're trying to show them love in a way most often you touch on it. You, you show it in the way that comes natural to you, which could be gifts, could be whatever, whatever you're, Mm -hmm. whatever is natural to you. They may, that may not mean as much to them. Mm -hmm. So you have to think, and they, kids especially, they may not be able to articulate. So it's going to take a little more investigation when it comes to your kids. What do you, what do you think conveys your love most effectively? Yep. So, and again, every child, every wife, every husband probably needs some of all these. So I don't, I wouldn't recommend ignoring any of them. (laughs) <laughs> so that was my that's we don't like to give a lot of advice on this one i don't i can give that piece of advice yeah. well maybe we should name what the five are maybe we should we can right. talk a little more All about right. them, so yeah. so we'll just quickly run through so the first one is labeled words of affirmation and then there is quality time and then there is gifts or receiving gifts there is acts of service and there is physical touch. And that doesn't just mean sex. Yep. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, if you do any of these really well, you probably end up there. Just saying. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I'm going to put a warning label on that. <laughs> <laughs> but Tommy said. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Uh, you can blame me. Yeah. It doesn't work. Blame Tommy. Uh, all right. Well, let's just give a little bit more description. So with words of affirmation, and I am going to just read some sort of important thought of just an explanation of what at least the author meant, and then we can talk about what it means to us. So... Words of affirmation is compliments, words of encouragement, and requests rather than demands all affirm the self-worth of your spouse or child. They create intimacy, heal wounds, and bring out the full potential of your other half. So it's really, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. And if you need more information, just refer to our encouragement episode. 
There you go. And I would, I would just say on this one, the more specific you can be, the better, right? So rather than saying to your, it, like if your wife is words of affirmation, you don't want to say, oh, you look pretty today. That's fine to say. But if you said, you know, hey, that, you know, color blue on you that you're wearing today, looks really great, you know, or your eye, it makes your eyes pop or something like that for someone who's words of affirmation, it's going to mean even more. So being specific. It's good advice. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I will, I will say this one is probably as much as I fought it forever <laughs> because I wanted to be like, Oh, I'm fine. I don't need any, I don't need any encouragement. I don't, I don't care need, what you think. I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. I can do it on and my in, own. It, and in a lot of ways I don't, but like from my wife, from my small circle of people that I truly care about and trust words of encouragement. Absolutely fuel me so it it is something that i was ashamed probably isn't the right word but i felt like man i shouldn't need that i shouldn't and should is probably a a bad word honestly in general but (laughs) uh it was it was something i was like man i shouldn't i shouldn't need my wife to tell me that but i will say when she encourages me, when she shows trust in me, when she does that, like that is absolutely yeah. fills me up. So uh, just a couple points. So <laughs> on, on these languages, a lot of times, and there's uh, assessments and, you know, quizzes you can take online, you know, can take these for free or whatever. But a lot of times you might have a primary one and a secondary one. Mm -hmm. So a primary language, secondary. And for me, words of affirmation like you was never at the top. But when I took this like 20 years ago, (laughs) and then when I took it a couple years ago, words of affirmation now is my secondary one. So I'm, I'm like you where it means more to me now to hear my wife or someone Mm -hmm. put, put their faith in me or acknowledge something I did or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon's coffee. He's getting old over there. Oh, <laughs> goodness. It's this coughing. Is, this is going to be the, uh, we're going to make fun of Brandon yeah, for being sorry. old episode. <laughs> we're older than you, so I don't know why I'm making you know, fun of you. <laughs> I, I appreciate your level of wisdom. <laughs> uh, there it is. <laughs> I think he's calling us old. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just took the test uh, earlier this afternoon um well i should say the quiz they have just to point it out tommy was saying earlier um it's not just for a romantic relationship they they have t- quizzes for couples for singles for men military children and teens i didn't go look at all those but apparently yeah. you know they can you know look at it from different angles of relationships anyways what the, the the one i took it gave a breakdown at the end of the quiz of the different percentages and so it wasn't just a, a primary single. They gave me all yeah. five and how I rated. So for me, I, I'm also high on the words of affirmation. Uh, it, was, it was my secondary. And then gifts was 3%. So I'm right oh. there with you on that topic. <laughs> so, but yeah, w- words of affirmation do mean a lot to me. Um, you can love you, know, you man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys know that's just, a really good love language to have. <laughs> Way to go. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. So, and that can be from, you know, a friend. It could come from a boss. It could come from yeah. a wife. It could come from my children. 
could come from, you know, a random person on the highway that's flying by me because I'm going the speed limit. And they're saying, good job following the speed limit. Like, that would fill me up, you know, so nothing. No, no. laughs there. I thought that was pretty good. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm curious for you. I don't know if this is a me thing or if this is out there for other people. So I'll ask you guys. It means so much more to me if it comes from somebody in my little small circle versus some rando mm. that's mm. out there. And that may just be a personal, that could be a Tommy thing. So I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, if you go with the Enneagram thing, I'm, I'm finding out that that could just be a personality mm. thing. I haven't done that one either, mm. but I don't know. I I'm still figuring yeah, that one. I out. think it may have a, a deeper impact per se, but like if I was at a, a grocery store and, you know, like there's a spill on aisle three and I jumped in and helped out and the, you know, the, the, the random, you know, grocery worker came up to me and said, Hey, I really appreciate your help. That would fill me up. You know? Okay. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. All right. Well, it kind of <laughs> makes sense though, Tommy, because yeah. if somebody knows you well, they know your strengths and your weaknesses. And if they're calling something positive out, it's like, I don't know. They're, they know the real you. Yeah. And they're calling something out, affirming you. Yeah. And I don't know. There, yeah. you have no question that. of the, you know, reasons for it. Like you're not suspect like, well, it's my wife. She has to say nice uh, things to me or anything. Yeah. Or Johnny's just saying, can that you tell my wife that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> say nice things to him. Uh, here's your daily reminder. <laughs> uh, it, it, it absolutely <laughs> needs to feel genuine okay. in order for me to receive it. So I, yeah. I agree with that yeah. as the, the fake compliment does nothing for yeah. me. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. And the tone and the, and the context yeah. of when they're saying it. Or, right. Know. Yeah. So yeah. you said you were pretty high. So all three of us were. Yeah. Pretty it's high my number that. two now. I, I yeah. wonder if there's any stats on maybe, you know, fathers, middle-aged men or whatever. Cause I have to say <laughs> that about myself now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like if maybe you just kind of need that, you know, right around the time of the mm. quote unquote midlife crisis. Maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's yeah, a natural could transformation. Be. Could be. That was just complete maybe. random. I don't know curiosity not because i read it in the book <laughs> right well i read this a long time ago i'm reading the back where that has like the cliff yeah, notes version right, yeah. of things at the moment so uh so in my midlife crisis if i go buy a corvette tomorrow will you guys affirm me for that decision good yeah. job getting a puppy <laughs> oh Touché. i feel like that's not helping the midlife. it's making me feel like younger or like i should have been doing this when i was younger anyway that's funny. It's a lot of work yeah. anyway what's the next one <laughs> quality time is that a nice transition i think, transition I think job. so i think so well here i'll i'll just go ahead and read the little intro part again because why not uh, let's see. Quality time. Spending quality time together through sharing, listening, and participating in joint meaningful activities communicates that we truly care for and enjoy each other. So now as you're reading that, I'm uh, thinking back in another episode, you talked about how you and Kelly on your date nights, you guys rotate now picking things. Mm -hmm. And so to me, the fact that you might go do something with Kelly that, that she's excited about doing and you're maybe less excited about to me, that's, that's giving her quality time. At least it seems like it would be 
So yeah, like I mean, you're I've, together and you're doing something. Yeah, one of you is really excited about doing. I think it's that, and we'll get into acts of service of doing things uh, you don't necessarily want to do. That's uh, true, but it's both of those. It's both, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Quality time for my wife is actually one of those things that she loves, and it's funny because it, there's different parts of it, and like. So I think quality time, I think going out and doing something and being active and it's not necessarily that for her. Mm. And we have trouble with all of these. We don't even interpret them the same way. They don't necessarily mean the same thing. Um, It's a good, good observation because I think, yeah, what you... How you define it doesn't mean that's how your spouse defines it. Yeah, Like for her, quality time is like the long, deep conversation. Mm. Whereas for me, it is, we're going to go do X. Like, and we're going to hang out together and Mm. we're going to, it's a very active version of quality time for me. Yeah. It can be that for my wife, but it isn't necessarily that. Like, I don't think that's how she would define it. I think she would lean more towards the sharing and listening. And I would lean towards the participating in joint meaningful activities. Hitting like a bucket of balls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Well, I think he talks in the book about, uh, not to get too, too deep here, but about, um, dialects. So it sounds like that's what you're describing is that it's one language maybe of like quality time, borderline acts of service, but you're kind of both approaching it with different dialects or different expectations yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. One of the one of the challenges, the challenge, the ultimate challenge to all this is to understand and try to get to know your wife's, your spouse's, your kids' version of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just as hard to find, figure out your own because you can't express what you want unless you understand what you actually want. So there'll be a challenge at the end of this that quite literally my, our our couples therapist just gave us my Whoa. wife and I today Ooh. <laughs> on this one which I think is a good one so you're, sharing, you. you're gonna share the challenge I am gonna you. share right, the I challenge. like that I like so that. I think it'll be good <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs> anything else on quality time QT nah, QT next one <laughs> gifts Receiving gifts, which seems to be low on all of ours. I think this is number five out of five on all of our lists. I think it might be. But it isn't to everybody. I do have a child that this is a very high uh, Mm. version of things on, which is hard for me to understand. So it's it's work. It's work. And I think you pointed to that earlier, that all these are are work, man. You you got to get outside yourself to truly uh, show what you're doing. But... Let's see. So gifts are visual symbols of love, whether they're items you purchased or made or merely your own presence made available to your spouse. <laughs> I'm going to go home and tell my wife that <laughs> my presence Andrea, is I'm here. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> That's not going to go over. Uh, it'd be funny though. She'll yeah. laugh at you. She, well, she'd do something. Yeah. <laughs> throw in some physical <laughs> <Or> throw, touch. <laughs> she you might throw in my some physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw her book at me. That might be the touch I get. Uh, but, uh, so to this to this love language, gifts demonstrate that you care and that they represent the value of the relationship. 
So mm. it's a very foreign concept to me, but I definitely have one of my boys where this like this is probably his primary, which is I struggle with it because I I am so guarded against this idea of greed and materialism and all that stuff. And I don't think that's it for him. Like, I truly think he just like, he lights up when he gets, it doesn't have to be anything that costs a lot of money, but it's just, that is, that's his love language. And it's like, I don't know how to dance around the idea of the greed materialism. So it's not about the price tag to him, but it's like, you knew what he likes and you got it for him. Like, even if it wasn't a yes. expensive purchase, but he also knows the price tags of well, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it, but it's it, like, that it, struggle if he's into Legos, me. like you got him the Lego set that he was really wanting or something, yes. whether that was, or if he's, a, if he, yeah. if we let him buy a tiny little Lego set, man, he's, you know, yeah. over the moon about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, yeah, I I don't know. So I do. I struggle with this one because I struggle with that idea of, you know, I'm just, I'm not materialistic. I, in fact, I'm the opposite of it in that I prefer not to have the most I could have, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Brandon, you got anything? Uh, you know, I'm right down, right, you know, there at the bottom, 3%, like I said, with gifts. I will say on the flip side of it, I enjoy giving gifts. I enjoy being thoughtful and trying to figure out what would be a good gift for them and um, hoping that they enjoy it and give it to them. But I literally could go through every one of my, you know, my my birthdays and and never get a present and be fine. I still struggle with finding the right gift and doing that. (laughs) Okay. So so you're not even good at giving them then? No, I'm not. Mm. And I'm terrible at receiving them. And it honestly, there was there was a lot of tension early in our mar- Kelly and I's marriage about this because holidays and Christmases and other things were they were just a big deal in Kelly's family, mm-hmm. just because they were. And as a kid, and she has evolved, so I I would encourage you that to understand that I, these will evolve. And John, you talked about it a little bit already is these these are going to evolve as you evolve as a person. So Kelly, I think, used to be much higher on the gift spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I think that is went down the older she's gotten. But she still, I believe, is higher than me. And she just sent me her scores on this, and I don't remember what it was, but I think it's <laughs> lower again. Um, she still appreciates it. She's still, like... Loves it, but she used to get super excited about those things. And I just don't like Christmas. I would get a gift and I would appreciate it, but I would never get excited. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very excitable person in general. So like that <gasps> doesn't. <laughs> that was an audible gasp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't shock anybody that I never, that I don't no. get excited. But even my version of excitement doesn't necessarily come from gifts and stuff. So, makes sense. The gift of presents, <laughs> honey. <first> I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, so, acts of service. So, this is. Let's see. 
criticism of your spouse's failure to do things for you may be an indication that acts of service is your primary love language. So that's a good point that I, sometimes it's the things that bother us that aren't happening is something that you can use in your own head and be like, Hmm, that's oddly important to me. So maybe the opposite of that would be something you should look at. There's yeah. probably something there. So, uh, and I'll finish the sentence, but acts of service should never be coerced, but should be freely given and received and completed as requested. They didn't give a breakdown of what acts of service meant. That was seemed to be like, critical thinking on the subject <laughs> <laughs> doing stuff doing that, something for somebody that they for somebody want done. Yeah. yeah oh it's because it's not like an, as a surprise it doesn't have to be as a surprise it could be as requested without them but i think if you um if you're you know this might sound corny but if you're like a student of your spouse or a student of your child if we're talking about your relationship with your kid and you're noticing things that they generally like, you know, if, if they're acts of service, then doing something that's sort of in that same vein, maybe they haven't asked you to do it, but you have a feeling they'd appreciate it. I think that's still going to help fill their love tank, as we said. But don't I, you think? I, I would just say because of people <laughs> like Tommy, yeah, that you have to be prepared. If you just broke your back all day Saturday, while they were out of the house cleaning it from top to bottom, cleaning the bathrooms, doing yeah. the dishes, doing the laundry, and they come home and they don't say thank you, like you, you have to do this selflessly and not expecting like, like if you did that for yeah. Tommy, he came home and he'd be like, oh, and he just he would just move on, like, so right. you know, so it's just a little, you know, it, now I don't know, anyways, what, I don't know where I'm going. With but that, my but. guess is that would be an indication that that is one of your love languages, and it isn't necessarily theirs right. like if you're doing things like that and be like man and maybe it does bother you that and like there's something there to, mm -hmm. to like if it bothers you that she doesn't compliment you there's probably something there to explore sure yeah and like and if you saw like in your i guess i was going from the angle i'm sorry yeah, that, go ahead. yeah. yeah. you know it's trying to figure it out and do it as a surprise i guess I, uh, like, mm -hmm. if you if you knew yeah. that there was something i don't know anyways I, no, that's I, why I was trying to determine, like, if you try to do it as a surprise or not, because I feel like I've done things like that, and it's like, okay, well, that just fell flat. So uh, maybe it would have been better if I was told to do it, and then I just did it well, you know? Right. I mean, it could be doing the honeydew list, right? Right. If, you're, if your wife does that, she's like, I like these things done, and you do them, you know? Yeah. But, but I think this is a classic one where, like, someone who's um, young in their, in their marriage, where maybe they had modeled for them that, like, their dad... Uh, he, he did acts of service for his wife, like doing certain things around the house or whatever. And so you as a new, uh, a new husband with a, with a wife think, well, okay, this is what I need to do as well to impress my wife or show her. I love her, but her language is not acts of service. So you're doing all these things, spending time, fixing things, doing whatever. And she could care less because she's just quality time. She just wants to like, like you said about Kelly sit there and, you know, uh, at, at Starbucks and have a two hour long conversation. That's what's going <laughs> to fill her tank versus you being gone all the time or like doing stuff all the time. And you're at home Depot, you know, five times a week. <laughs> Cause you think I I'm doing this for my wife, and, but she doesn't really want that, yeah. you know? So yeah. anyway, I think it's a classic one that people struggle with early on. Well, and I think both of those are classic examples of understanding 
both parties understanding the other person is how this works best. Because sometimes you do like, it takes a lot out of me to go have that two hour conversation That's with what, Kelly. I was going to yeah. say, you're emptying like, your tank. While I'm she's emptying my tank to fill hers. You're choosing and, and, to and love her. Right? I am choosing right. to love her. <clears throat> and I think it means more when the other party understands that. Mm. Like, I think it means even more to them when they know that that is all, that is essentially an, an act of service to go do that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it will, it, it comes across, it's more appreciated from the other side. If they understand like that's natural. Kelly could go talk to anybody for two hours for like, and not even think twice about it. <laughs> like it, it wouldn't, but that that's hard for me. I mean, not necessarily in this format to like, hang out with guys but i don't know talk about big deep conversations like that's a lot for me so and i, I right. yeah so and you i covered do think, that one yeah so <laughs> anyway we're, we're all over that's the good. place all right last last one physical touch and as i this is another one that can get tricky and can get like there's very few people that i think don't enjoy uh sex and that is not what this means. So <laughs> it is. It's one of these things that goes through. These guys, That's whatever. True. But no, yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be holding hands. It could be a back rub. It could be. I mean, you could even see this in 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 like babies who just want to be be held and cuddled and stuff, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's like they feel even at that early early age they feel love because they're feeling that that warmth and that physical touch. Yeah. I'll read this because I thought it was an interesting synopsis. This was uh, since my primary was physical touch. They gave a little blurb uh, on it and it said, this language isn't all about the bedroom. Like Tommy said, the person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy hugs, pats on the back, holding hands and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder or face. They can always, they can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care and love physical mm. presence and accessibility are crucial while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive, physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship. So nice. I found that interesting. It's not a slap on the butt. <laughs> <laughs> He's chewing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> For who? <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was, uh, yeah. I, I think it's important to point out on this one is knowing how and where and when your partner wants to be touched and mm -hmm. is it hugged? Is it whatever? So, yeah. Yep. And this was my number <laughs> Thanks, one. <Brandon>. <laughs> <laughs> this was my number one when I took it many years ago. And again, when I took it like more recently, mm -hmm. it was not in my top, Top two or three. It might be number three, but it's not in my top two anymore. It's not my number one anymore. Oh, it used so to be announced. It used to be number one and okay. now it's dropped. Interesting. But, and my theory on that is um, as we've had, because uh, the first time I took it, we didn't have kids. <laughs> and now we have three kids. So I think that um, so, at least for me, maybe what I feel like I'm lacking in our marriage is what I what I now value more. So like quality time, in other words, is my number one right now. 
And so I think it's part of that is because it's harder to find the mm. quality time. Whereas when we were uh, newly married with no kids, we had quality time yeah. left and right, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, you again, you know, there's <laughs> nobody else here except for us. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. And maybe that's not true, but I just feel like that for me, that's part of my journey maybe. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume your environment has a big yeah. influence on it and your, had, whatever deficit you right. feel like you have. Right. We had two teenagers and sixth grader and a puppy now. So <laughs> I need my quality time, people. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming and talking to you guys is my quality time too. So nice. It's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. You got anything else on those five in particular? I can read the one blurb yeah. here that talks about children. It says five love languages apply to children. Although they may not be conscious of their true needs and may or may not understand their own responses. To be an effective parent, practice speaking the primary love language of each child until you discover their primary love language of each of your children. Speak all five regularly. Mm. So, and obviously by speak, it's, they're not necessarily all spoken word. Um, but I, I think for this topic to really click it's, and if it's new for you, it, the best thing is to take one of these assessments like Brandon just did today online and have your child or your spouse, whoever right. take it as well. And then, because you need to identify what the language is that they prefer before you can start focusing on that area. Right. So, yeah. And you got anything else before I give the, well, the big challenge? I, I thought of some challenges too, so oh. I don't know. Oh. Maybe it's a challenge oh, off it's here. It's a challenge yeah. off. But well, then I'll get my weak one out of the way then. <laughs> 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 I was just going to say, I, I thought this was a good episode to do the week leading up to Valentine's Day because sometimes guys are like, what What am I going to do? Day. Yeah, what Is am that I, coming up? Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> uh, what am I going to do? And sometimes you just don't have any ideas, so, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. As John was saying, it works better when you both take the quiz. So yeah. get online, um, both take the quiz, and then maybe look at the results, discuss it. You know, yeah. you're, you're 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 kind of knocking out some quality time while you're doing that because you're learning about each other or whatnot. So that would just be my tip if you're kind of you know at a loss for what to do on Sunday. Maybe sit down sometime this week and you know yeah. do these quizzes and talk about them together, and that might lead you to an idea you hadn't have thought of before. So. Yeah. And, and my challenge, just because that was a perfect segue, once you've done that, then um, each of you, if it's you and your wife, spend 10 minutes just writing down things that you think your spouse would enjoy. So like if you find out, okay, my wife took the assessment and access services are number one, then I need to, I'm going to spend 10 minutes writing down possible things that might fall into that access service category that she would enjoy. And then after 10 minutes, you guys could swap your, your notes and then, uh, audit the list, lovingly audit the <laughs> list. You know, don't, don't critique too hard, but maybe circle like top, you know, two or three that you're like, yeah, if my wife, you know, or my husband did these things like, man, I would be over the moon or whatever. So that was, that was my little, challenge idea hopefully that wasn't the same thing tommy had it's pretty close <laughs> oh shoot sorry <laughs> didn't mean to steal your thunder no it's all right i mean it's it's the same i 
I could argue it may be better before you even Ooh. take the test because it'll get you in the frame of mind. And, and huh. basically the challenge is what are ways that you're think back again to the best times. What are the things that your spouse has done specifically mm. in the past day, week, month, year that stick in your head as like, man, that was, that was meaningful, right? Things that they've actually done that have filled your bucket or maybe it's somebody else. I don't know, but, and try to get to 10, Hmm. which is a challenge by the way. Yeah. At least it is for me. Hmm. And then do the opposite of ways that you think and you don't know this answer, you think that you can do that you have done or you think would fill the bucket of your wife. Mm -hmm. And I think if you do it before the results, I think you're going to get even more illumination because you'll take the test, you'll go through it, and then you'll be like, how close were you Mm -hmm. before? Yeah. And then you can go through and you can talk through it and whatever. I like that. I like that. I would aim for 10. It's a high goal, by the way. And no shame if you can't get it done, but uh, (laughs) because I haven't. And we were literally just challenged this today because what it it focuses you to do is to do both. Do how well do you know your wife and their love language? And how well do you know yourself? Like, you know, take stock of what you actually like because sometimes the things we say we like and then you think back you're like mm, I don't know am I, am I just saying that yeah you know I don't know so yeah anyway that's uh, that's the that was the challenge that John stole way to go way to go Johnny uh, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> but I would argue to do it before actually like, because oh, cool. I think it makes sense yeah I think it'll yeah. I think it'll help put you in the frame of mind for when you're taking the test mm-hmm because if you're anything like me and I think like Brandon, I don't like taking tests because I can see through what the question's asking me and yeah. it bothers me. And it's like, well, am I just yeah. picking this or am I picking that? Right. Like, oh, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. so kind of do some of that exploration first, look for specifics in your own life and, and then, then take the test. Take it, yeah. So I don't cool. know. Anything else before we wrap up? Bueller? Uh, <laughs> I'd say just one last thing. <laughs> what were you going to say? Nope, go ahead. Uh, okay. Uh, on, on the idea of love tank, I know we mentioned that a little bit, but um, Andrew and I, we've actually, we, we do throw that term around a little bit. So if we feel like our um, spouse is not, uh, you know, filling our tank, so to speak, speaking our language, whatever, um, we'll say that to each other. We'll just kind of say, hey, my tank's feeling a little low right now. Could we, you know, whatever. Um, and so... It's not a bad idea. And then if you are, you know, if, if you do what, what we're talking about, brainstorming ideas of, of how you can fill your, your spouse's tank, maybe once you start practicing those things a week or two or a month or whatever, you know, do some check-ins, say, hey, how's your love tank today? You know, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, you know, full, one being empty, you know, and, and see what they say, you know, I don't know, but... <laughs> 
the classic emptying full gas tank didn't work for you to go one to ten? Uh, yeah, I had to go one to ten. <laughs> I mean, we don't really talk about. I'm a quarter, quarter tank. Quarter, you don't. You could. I yeah, don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm more metric. In, with that, insight so. into Johnny right there. <laughs> Uh, and he says he's not an engineer. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. He just, you could go one to 12. He just did a scalar range. Know. I love it. <laughs> it goes to 11. Remember that? Oh, uh, that's right. Final yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah my anyway, little, my little all, close all I got. would be... Oh, no, that's not even the right... Anyways. ESPN? No, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> was like, yeah. Top what's your, 10? Yeah. What's your prediction for the Super Bowl? And Ooh. score. So Ooh. I want to say... Tampa Bay, my man Brady taking home the seventh ring, 37-23. Wow. Uh, I called, I, I don't know what episode, I got to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure I called Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl at the start of the season. So mm. I got to stick with them. I can't give up okay. now. But uh, I don't know, score-wise, I haven't thought about that. So I think it's going to be close because Mahomes is, is Mahomes. So I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring one. We'll say 42-38. to 38. Nice. I think Kansas City is going to crush them. It's going to be a boring game. Whoa. Wow. Big prediction. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, just, I, I feel like Cleveland had their chance to stump out them. Really did. Well, Mahomes that was didn't happen. concussed. So. He was. He oh, was. No. Okay. So that's, that's my so large point differential. Yeah, like 42 to, I don't know, maybe... Seventeen. Wow! 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 Okay. I, like Whoa. I don't think it's. I, don't, so, I think it's gonna be yeah. over early. Two okay. for Tampa Bay. One for I don't know. Kansas City. He's got um, Gronk and Evans and Godwin. He's got too many weapons. He can just get them out quick. Wow! <laughs> it's gonna know. be good. We'll see. Yeah. It, it's a little weird. Not you know having. Brady a party did throw or three in, three interceptions. That did that went unpunished. And he won. I know. <laughs> I said, and they went unpunished. I know. That's, that's, he's, yeah, he's, so he's the goat. He's the goat. The goat I, listen, sure. you're, I'm, I'm a Tom Brady fan. Like, I, I agree that he is obviously the goat. Like, I, I, I don't understand all the people that hate him. It's like, yeah. man. Well, he but did he, go to been, Michigan. No offense to Michigan fans, but yeah, he did. But offense to but Michigan. I'm offense, <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm, I'm offending a, them anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty much anytime you say no offense. You mean yeah, it. You're I mean it, pretty so. much gonna offend yeah. whoever you're saying <laughs> not, that not to. Not a fan of Michigan. I love the state of Michigan, University of Michigan, not so much. Great helmets. <sighs> nah. No, not a fan. You don't even like the helmets. Come on now. Come on. None of it. Yep. None of it. Signed All by right. Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that fun fact. With that. With that. With that. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, check us out at Just Dad's Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I attempt to put things out there. I'm just okay at it, but we're getting better. So if not, you can check out the last one with uh, the Aaron Rodgers lookalike. That was <laughs> in the last one. So nice. uh, shout out to the last episode. And enjoy your Valentine's Day. Good luck. Godspeed. See you next week. Have a good week. Mm-hmm.